Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Welcome to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. And also sponsored by McGovern Auto Group, the official auto group of Boston College Athletics. It's time to talk BC football with head coach Jeff Halfley. Now, here's John Meter-Perell. And good evening, everybody. Great to have you with us along for the ride here on the BC Football Show as we Zoom again with the coach, Jeff Halfley, in his nice home. I'm sitting in my home as well. Welcome to 2020. Coach, good to see you via Zoom, and uh, we always appreciate you dropping by on Wednesday night. Congratulations. You're 3-1. and one. You get a plethora of votes in the AP Top 25 poll, so BC gaining respect around the country. But you know, I think interesting, Coach, you said on Monday at your press conference that BC never should have been in the position where they were sweating out an extra point attempt in overtime and riding a roller coaster throughout the game. Can you expand on that thought? Yeah, hey, John, thanks for having me on again. Um, yeah, and I meant that. Looking back and watching the tape, um, just really proud of our guys and the effort and the way we played at the end of the game and, you know, held on to the win and um, really proud of them. But if you watch the tape, I mean, it should have been that close. You got to clean stuff up, and that starts with me. Um, you know, you look back to the game. We get a three and out, and we score points, and then we stop them again at the 50, which is a huge stop, and, and then we jump off sides on the punt team, which punt, punt block team, which can't happen on fourth and eight, especially in four-down territory. What, what you got to understand is once you cross the 50 in college football, a lot of teams are going to go for it on fourth and three, two, or one. So as soon as we jumped, I knew they were going to go for it, and, uh, you know, disappointing. That led to points, which was self-inflicted. Um, had a chance to go up 17 at one point, and, and we couldn't put them away. Just a lot of self-inflicted things that kept causing us to go backward that, you know, we'll learn and, and we'll get better with our experience and our time together. But we wanted it at the end, and it was, it was a happy Saturday night. It was amazing. It was just too bad that 45,000 weren't there to see it. I'm sure they were watching and listening, but just an amazing moment. Uh, what was going through your mind when Kessman hits the 58-yarder, which is incredible, but then he misses an extra point? We all think it's a gimme. What do you think when it goes wide right? Well, it was, we had just finished a long defensive stand where literally we're inches away from stopping them. Well, first, we almost stopped them on the fourth and seven. We run a zero blitz, and they call pass interference on the left corner. Uh, so we had a chance to end the game there. Then we have a chance to end it on the sneak, and, I mean, we just came inches away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you looked at the sticks, it, that could have went either way. So then our guys are tired, so then I'm on the headsets when he's about to kick the extra point saying, hey, guys, we got to get our defense going because in college football, our defense was up again. So I'm thinking about the defense going up. I'm standing all the way back looking at the call sheet, looking at my notes. And then I glance up, and I see the snap. And the snap's kind of wobbly. And I don't know much about kickers, John, but I'm trying to learn since I'm a head coach now. And what I've noticed in practice, if the snap's not good and the hold's not good and the, and the kicker starts his approach, I mean, that's huge now. Yeah. Just as big as some of Tess's snaps have been, holds have been for us, like in the Texas State game. 
So it was the same thing. So then I saw it go down and I saw him push it. And I kind of just froze for a second because it wasn't like a moment where you think the game could be won or lost. It was like, okay, we're going to play again. So I kind of looked around. I was like, the game's over. And then I actually, <laughs> emotion finally came out of me. If you see on the, I saw on the TV copy, uh, I was pretty excited and, and just proud of the guys again. It was a fun moment in the locker room and just brings us closer together. So it was a fun night. One of those what you play for moments, right? It's like you talk to any coach around the country, that's what college football should be in those 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, and the feeling that you have with players that you care so much about and see how much they love each other and you celebrate those moments. Um, you know, for people who have never been part of something like that, it, it's really hard to explain. You put in so much time and so much work, and it's such a short period of time, but it, it, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty hard feeling to explain, and it's pretty special when you share it with a great group of guys. What was the most impressive aspect about the win overall for you? Well, I, I, I think it's the way we just continue to battle, right? Um, it, at times, we're, we looked like we were going to go up 17 and, and completely put them away. Um, you know, and then when they strip the ball from us, they go down and score and it totally flip momentum. So to see our guys kind of ride the roller coaster and just stay so even keeled and just stay in the moment and continue to fight and continue to battle, again, I just think it builds character and it's going to lay the foundation for the future here. And that's what these players are doing right now. You know, I think you said after the game, it was their first question, and we kind of questioned one of our guys' questioned why, why they're asking about the punter on the first question. But Grant Carlson got the game ball from Pete Cronin uh, on our broadcast with good reason. He flipped the field all night, and he punted like a pro, didn't he? Yeah, and, and truthfully, he's done it all year. And I was so fired up when someone asked me that question in my press conference because I should have given him a game ball in the locker room, and he was one of the players of the game the next day. What people don't understand is he totally changes the game. When you punt a ball and you back a team up inside the 10-yard line and we stop them to three and out, you're pretty much guaranteed points because you're almost in field goal range at that point. So the amount of points that Grant has, one, saved us and two, gotten for us, it's incredible. I mean, he, he looks like one of the best punters in the country right now, and I'm just so proud of the way he's working. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that's a classic BC guy. He comes in, the, you know, he was a great high school punter, but he's gotten better every year. And those are the guys that mature throughout, and that's what BC football's been. One of those guys who looks like he's emerging as an NFL-type player is Zay Flowers, has moved that most players dream about. Why has he developed into a more all-around receiver this year? Did the workouts with Antonio Brown in the offseason, did that play a role? Uh, it might. You know, I, I appreciate those guys working with him, and I know Geno Smith worked with him too. I think you got to give credit one to Zay first, and then our coaching staff. If you look at if you look at Zay, and you watch his film last year. I mean, he was kind of labeled as one of those guys who just gets a jet sweep, catches a bubble pass, and and that's fine. But then when you get him in, in the short amount of time we had him in the spring, and then in training camp, and you start to see him run routes, uh, and then you get a guy like Joe Daly, who's such a great receiver coach, and you put him in a system like Coach Signetti's, who does such a good job. And they started to develop them and teach them how to run routes, how to get off press, how to release. Um, what you're going to see is he's going to develop into a complete receiver. So, yeah, we can, hand him, we can hand him off the jet sweep. We can throw him a bubble. But here comes the post. Here comes the slant. Here comes the comeback. Uh, just a complete player. And he's one of those guys, if you, if you guys don't know him, he just lights up a room every time he walks in it. Constantly has a smile on his face, constantly in a good mood. Just a tremendous kid who is only going to get better. I love what he said today. He said, you know what, he's on the Bolitnikoff Award watch list now. He says, I want to go win the Bolitnikoff. And he's, you know, he's, he's right up there right now uh, through four weeks of the season. Uh, there's no doubt that he's definitely on the radar, Coach. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, in such a short period of time, how he's done, he's done such an amazing job. And, shoot, he could have had another touchdown in the game when he had that corner out in the back of the end zone. And one of the great things about him was, you know, a lot of receivers would have went in the tank at that point and, a lot of times that leads to not one drop, but two, three, four drops. Um, you know, I looked at him and said, I said, hey, man, you're going to score another touchdown in the game. Just go sit down and get some water and let's go. And he did. And that says a lot about him as a player. Um, and I think you're, you're going to see more exciting things from him. Three touchdowns for Flowers. First BC receiver with three touchdowns since the great Kelvin Martin in 1986, when I think you were playing Pee Wee football in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, – 
1986. Yeah, I was, I was seven years old, and I was definitely playing football. There you go. See, yeah, I was close. But but listening to Springsteen, even at that point, no there, doubt. There's no doubt I was for sure. I, I know you were. And his new new album drops October 23rd, Coach. I can't wait. I don't know if they call them albums now, but it still sounds right. That's right. Uh, you know what? We had a question from the listeners. We encourage questions on Twitter, of course, at the BC Football account. One of our Big BC fans, Tim Wheaton, wants to ask whether the play calling shifted after the first Flowers touchdown, the 44-yarder. Did you and your offense coordinator, Frank Signetti, philosophically flip the script on the play calling? No, I don't think so. I think Frank's going to be pretty aggressive, and I think at that point it was too early to shift it. Um, you know, I just I think Frank saw some stuff, and he wanted to get run and try to set some other things up, and you know, I trust him. And if it comes down to an end of a game where we think we got to eat the clock and change, we will. Uh, but we certainly weren't changed at that point. That's what a good about, question. Good question. Yeah, no, it was. What about in terms of how you look at the game plan? I mean, you, every coach comes in with a game plan, but how can you stop on a dime and say, hey, Frank, we got to go here now? Is it that easy? Yeah, I mean, Frank's got so much in his system. Um, again, if you look at where we are as a staff and you look where we are with our scheme, we're still in the infancy stage. Um, what's hard for, it's hard to explain for, for someone who really hasn't been in it, and I'll try to do my best. It's, you know, usually you get all spring, right? Your first spring together, and you get all that tape. And then you sit down after spring ball and the players go home in the summer, and you study that tape. And you figure out who you are and what you want to be and what works and what's really, really good and what you need to get better at. And the players have all that tape to really learn from it. And, and you get to see yourself doing it. So you take huge strides going into training camp. But we barely had spring ball. So then we get to training camp. And training camp's kind of, we practice every other day. There's really not a lot of contact. It's, it's hard to get going in a lot of aspects on offense to find out who we are. So I think what people are going to see is we evolve throughout the season. You're going to see a lot of different stuff, whether it's quarterback run game, whether it's more play action game to take the top off, whether it's more shotgun quick game and RPOs. And there's just so much more that we have. And, and I know Frank, you know, he's coordinated for many years and I've coached against him and he's so quick to adjust and attack. And um, I know he's going to continue to get better also, just like I am. In terms of the run game, Coach, uh, I know production not where, it want, where you want it to be. They were selling on the run. You knew that going into the game. They certainly did that. Uh, again, this week you're facing a, a, a pretty good defense, not as stout necessarily up front as Pittsburgh. But what are you going to do to get that run game going? I just – you keep shipping away, right? You keep working at it. And, you know, it's like shaking a bottle. Eventually you take the, the cap off and it's going to explode. And I know people probably might be a little frustrated right now with the way we've run the ball. But at the same time, we threw for 380 yards last week. So just be patient. It's coming. And uh, I'd tell you if I was concerned, but I'm very confident in our run game. Uh, I'm confident in our line and our backs. And last week, if you watch that tape closely – they had about 10 guys in the box. It looked like we were playing inside run drill. And that's why we had to take the top off the way we did. But you'll see us continue to work on the run game for sure. And you certainly did take the top off. Coming up after this timeout, we're going to talk about Phil Jerkovic, one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. BC and Virginia Tech coming up Saturday at 8. This is the BC Football Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jovic under center, rolling out now. Back to throw. 
This one deep for Zay Flowers at the five. Got it to the end zone. Touchdown, Boston College. 44 yards to Zay Flowers. He's the eagle in the end zone. I don't have to ask. Take a bow, Zay Flowers. You've got six. This is the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For more tonight's show, here again, John Meter Perel. Zay Flowers, the man with the next level speed, certainly a one-man highlight film and also the beneficiary of some beautiful passes by Phil Jerkovic. Welcome back to the BC Football Show. You can join the BC Gridiron Club and support the Football Eagles. Benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashes, and unprecedented team and program access. Sign up at bcfootballgridiron.com. A special hello to Paul Cristioni and Don Terry and two loyal listeners to this show, Coach, and I know they're watching every snap intently it will be a uh, interesting atmosphere coming up at lane stadium in blacksburg always a uh, fun trip going down to uh, blacksburg virginia we'll get into that in a moment but phil jacobic is playing like a uh, all-american 1181 yards seventh best in the country oh by the way number one kenny pickett of pitt who you just saw he's over 1300 yards he's by yards only but what is jacobic doing each week to take that next step well, I just I think it starts with his preparation. He's probably in the office right now with Coach Signetti. You know, I walked downstairs to the quarterback room last night at about nine, and he was there again. So the way he prepares and uh, gets ready for a game is as good as I've ever been around. And it's like an NFL bet in that regard. And then I just think you're going to see him get better. Just as it's kind of like what I was saying before, is he really understands what we're doing and how teams are defending him, um, and just plays the game. It's still so young in his career. Um, and I just love how his confidence is growing. He seems like a guy that loves it. Like, as you always say, or many coaches say, you have to love it. You have to eat, drink, and sleep it. This guy just loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves football, loves it. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the reasons he's, he's getting so much better as he spends the time on it. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's done a really good job getting himself ready each, each week. What is he going to see – schematically from the Virginia Tech defense this week that maybe you didn't see last week? Uh, there'll be some similarities. They're going to play a lot of, they'll play some three deep and there'll be some quarters coverage. Um, I'm sure they'll pressure them to try to get after them. You know, they're in the top five or six in the country in sacks. I think their defensive ends are pretty good, so they'll rush the passer. I'm sure they'll try to confuse them a little bit, create different looks, whether it's disguise, pre-snap or post-snap. And then, like I said, I, I'd also imagine that they're probably going to make them try to feel pretty uncomfortable in the pocket. Yeah, they've had a lot of problems, Coach, with COVID issues. Uh, they've had problems with their safety depth. You're familiar with that as well. Uh, how are you doing on that front in terms of health this week? Well, you know, if you just look over it all, I mean, you think back, I mean, Kobe White, he's out. Deion Jones, he's out. Ethan Williams, he's out. I mean, so there's there's other guys that I'm forgetting, but then even guys like backup guys like, like Greco's out, safety. Tyler Day's safety, out. Um, and, and it goes on and on and on. Our tight end situation. I mean, we got we got a bunch of injuries as well, and you just you don't use it as an excuse. You just whoever you got, you coach them as hard as you can. You get them ready for the game, and then you get them some experience, and, and you let them play. And that's that's how we're going to coach. And I know they're dealing with with COVID, and, and and I hope number one that they're healthy and they're safe, and that their guys are all recovering. Um, but it's, it's going to happen every year, whether a guy gets sick or a guy gets hurt. I'm sure they'll be happy to get their players back, just like we will eventually. And I know they'll have a bunch of guys back in the secondary to play. Well, one guy that's really helped out your secondary is Josh DeBerry. Talk about emerging. This guy is a top corner statistically in the country. One of the best pro football, football focus has it every week because he's one of the top cover corners in the nation. What has he done to improve? Well, again, it's the way he practices, and, and even more, it's his mindset. I mean, that kid plays fearless. I mean, you want to talk about a tough kid who isn't afraid to fail and lines up time and time again and goes at people, tackles people. Uh, he's aggressive with wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. We put him inside. We put him outside. We blitz him. Um, he's, he's got a really good career ahead of him if he continue, continues to work hard and develop. Um, he's had a really nice year so far. Yeah, Jason Matry similar in that aspect? Very similar. When you talk about mindset, those those two are like two pit bulls. I mean, they just they want to grab onto you and not let go. And I don't care who's running at them, they're going to give it all they have. And there's times when they they've went down and they've been hurt, and I've had to go out there and they limp off and they're right back in the next player the next series. So two really tough kids who just have a lot of upside. 
Secondary-wise, I thought, you know, there were some big plays. The Barry made a diving interception, but well-documented five pass interference calls. What did you do or what are you doing this week to clean those up so they don't happen Saturday night? Well, you just keep coaching them. And, and you show them the film and show them maybe where they got them or why they called it, and, and you just teach them. But I'm, not, I'm a DB guy, and, and, and you guys know that. I'm not going to take a kid's confidence away from them. We are going to play aggressive in the secondary. And... There's going to be fouls. The key is, in key situations, you can't have them. You can't get a P.I. on a third and nine on an incomplete pass. You can't do it. Um, you can't get a hold on third and 15 on, on a corner because it's an automatic first down. So you got to be smart, right? But I've been around guys who were going to be Hall of Fame corners, and I've been around a lot of Pro Bowl corners. You can't take the stinger out of them. you got to show them why. you got to give them their confidence, and you have to coach them hard. Um, and, you know, I know Elijah had a few called on him in the game, and I literally grabbed him at one point and said, hey, man, I've seen plenty of guys go through this. Just keep playing ball and don't let it change you. So I've been around it, and we'll keep fighting through, and we're, we're not going to change who we are. Yeah, I think a very impressive aspect of what you're doing here, Coach, and not only you but the rest of your coaching staff, sideline comportment. You do not lose control on the sideline. You're very even keeled, it seems. Maybe inside you're not but outside you are. Uh, is that a conscious effort on your part to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's I'm probably not like that if you came and watched practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm probably more vocal. I probably get more angry, um, and I'm way more intense, and you probably see it. And my belief is that's when you coach them hard, right? And you yep. fix things, and you get after them, and you make sure they're working 100 miles an hour so the process is right. When we get to game day, it's like taking a test. If they've done their job and they've studied and they've prepared, that's the time to go play. And that's when I say to you, let it rip. That's like, let's go, right? So for me to sit there and yell at a kid and get him all tight or the quarterback throws an interception and I grab him and say, what are you looking at? And I don't, I don't, that's not me. And that's not going to be me. It's here's why you did it, right? And I'm going to tell him the why and I'm going to coach him. I'm not just going to smile. No, like I'll coach him and tell him why. But I'm not going to lose my cool. I'm not going to do that because I want this team to be confident. And I want them to play fearless. Now, if there's an unsportsmanlike penalty or there's a flagrant penalty and I need to get on someone, I will because that's different. But if a kid makes a mistake and he's doing the best he can, he's trying as hard as he can, let's tell him why and let's go play ball. Yeah, now that to me is refreshing. I think you can ask any BC fan. It's it's a refreshing aspect. Did you learn that, or was that something? Have you coached under guys that maybe not gone that way? Well, yeah, I have, and I mean, I think we all have. But that's just how I've tried to coach. Whether I was a position coach or a coordinator, that's how I handled my unit. And I think I learned a great deal of that in the NFL, dealing with some really good players. And um, you know, you, you, you gotta you gotta get the guy to the game and do everything you can to coach him. If I didn't get a guy prepared to play by Sunday or now Saturday and it's game day, then I didn't do my job. But I'm confident that I did everything I could. That's why I'm fearless when we play, because I did everything I could and I promise you I prepared. And Saturday, let's go. And it's just kinda how I've always approached my position or whether it was being a DB coach or whatever I've done. I like it, and you know, I think that's a great, accurate assessment. It's, a, it's test day, Saturday's test day. Uh, prepare for the test. You've talked about, first of all, i got to credit you because there's been many BC football coaches, and many of them have gotten on WEEI, but you by far have uh, inspired the masses. You're known as now the best interview in Boston. Uh, step aside, Cam Newton. It's Jeff Halfley. Uh, but you did tell the guys on WEI you go to a dark place on game day. What does that mean? Well, that's kind of like I was just telling you. It's like when you walk out to that stadium, it's like you just block everything out, and you're so locked in, and you're so prepared, and it's just like you're in this whole other world and that everything is so clear to you, and you just see everything, and it's like, like let's go. And there's a level of intensity and a level of focus that's totally different than – any other day of the week where by the end of the game, like I am shot. Like I feel like I just played myself. I mean, I'm, I'm tired, I'm drained, I'm wired at the same time. But to me, it's, it's just that place you're in that you're so prepared and you're so focused and so ready and you believe so much in your team and you just go. Yeah, that's, that's, 
that, that, that has to get you going. So if you were so drained, I can only imagine what happened Saturday night after the missed extra point. Oh, yeah. How'd you feel? Well, one, I felt great. But by the time I got home, it was, yeah, I'm exhausted and I need to eat because I haven't eaten all day. And, and then it's you try to go to bed and you can't because you just keep replaying everything and your mind's going and you're excited and you're hanging out with your family. And then all of a sudden it's four in the morning and you realize you got to get up in an hour and you're fried. So it's a fun <laughs> process, but I'm tired. Yeah, no, you definitely sound, you, you don't sound it. You're doing, doing a hell of a job, uh, you know, at least uh, not sounding tired. One of our uh, broadcast members, Scott Mutrin, who you know, who's our sideline reporter, great career at BC. He wants that. He wanted me to ask you, why do you wear all black? Is that a Johnny Cash tribute? No, I wish I could say it is a Johnny Cash tribute. It's probably because I don't look like a head coach, and if I wore anything else, they would think I was like the ball boy or the manager or something. So it's a way to let people know if they need me that I'm the head coach. I, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I felt like I wanted to wear black pants. I didn't want to wear khakis, and they gave me a black top, and all of a sudden I had a black mask, and I stuck with it. So at least people won't mistake me for the ball boy. No offense to the ball boy. None, none at all. It's just, no. No, I, point well taken. I think that's good. People know who you are, right? Yeah, I mean, if not, like I said, I blend in and look like I was holding the chains or something. I'm not a very big guy, and I certainly don't look like a head coach. Well, you, you, you certainly coach like one. Were you a fan of the white uniforms at home? Yeah, I loved it. And, and truthfully, I just I grabbed the leadership council, and I said, what do you guys want to wear this week? And I think uh, Pat Arduzzi said, why, why are you guys wearing white at home? Because the players want to. I mean, if nice. the players want to wear white, let's wear white. If they want to wear maroon, let's wear maroon. I mean, I'm going to let our players choose what they want to look like on game day. Absolutely. Now, when you go through a, a, a game with a, with a team, we've heard stories about coaches. Bill Belichick, for one, always criticizing everybody. I know it's a different level, but let's say there's a third and eight and there's a guy jumping off sides on a punt. Uh, do you stop? And is, is that a teachable moment? How, how does that go through in Jeff Halfley's Monday breakdown? That's, that's a very teachable moment. That's an unacceptable moment. And they need to know that if we continue to do that, uh, one, if you make those mistakes and you can't play, you can't go in the game. Uh, because those, those aren't the physical mistakes that I'm talking about that I'm okay with. Those are being locked in and so focused and understanding the situation, understanding that we weren't even really going to block the punt and understanding that it's fourth and eight. And if you do jump, they're probably going to go for it. And now we're in trouble, right? Fourth and three. Right. So that's, that's all mental and that's all locked in. And again, that's coaching too, right? So I need to do a better job of teaching the guys what I just said to you. And then they need to focus and get the job done. So that's a very, very teachable moment because if we continue to do that, we won't win games. Well, well said, well said. This is the BC football show. With Jeff Halfley coming up, we'll preview the Virginia Tech Hokies, the ranked 23rd in the country. It's a showdown on Saturday night. Stick around. We'll have more after this with the coach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 23 of BC, deep back. Perfect. Kovic at the 15, airs it out for Zay Flowers, and he's got it at the 30, to the 25, on his horse at the 15, to the 5, to the end zone! Touchdown, Boston College! 77 yards, Bill Jerkovic to Zay Flowers. A punctuation pass, and Pete, go ahead. You got it, my friend. You're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Perel. Corona was itching to give Zay Flowers a take about. Itching. I love it. Yeah. Love you know, the excitement. 
Oh, yeah. No, we, we, hey, you're bringing it. There's no doubt. You're bringing it to us. We, we appreciate that. This is the BC Football Show with the first-year coach, Jeff Halfley. Pete Cronin will drop by after this segment as coach goes through his keys to the game first. And, coach, the Hokies are 2-1, and one, 56 points allowed last week. How have they changed defensively under Justin Hamilton, their first-year coordinator, since Bud Foster's retirement? Well, a little bit more uh, playing with the safety in the middle of the field. Um, you know, Coach Foster was really aggressive, had those safeties down. Um, ton of respect for what he did. I mean, growing up, when you when you watched Virginia Tech, that was bring your lunch pail and let's go to work. And some of the best defenses I can remember just watching yeah. football and being a fan of football. You know, I think now they're still trying to have that same mentality. Um, and they've had a lot of injuries, so you see a lot of different guys playing, or not just injuries, but dealing with Corona. Um, but you'll see, you'll see the, the safety in the middle of the field, similar to us at times, and then you'll see two deep safeties playing quarters coverage. And when they play with four down linemen a lot, their defensive ends are good players, their linebackers are solid, and um, they've done a nice job. Yeah, they have. It's just, you know, the layman sees 56 points, but the layman also should see the fact they played against, the, as you know, one of the best offenses in the country in North Carolina. So that, is that a little deceiving number? Yeah, I think it's deceiving. And, you know, just listening to him and, and reading in between the lines with guys playing different positions and out of position, and then you match that up with two backs like we saw in North Carolina, the quarterback, those three wide receivers, that's not a fun day. Offensively, though, they certainly have a lot of weapons. Uh, quarterbacks, they've done a little bit of a shuffle, but they are going with Hendon Hooker this week. Uh, he can throw it, he can run it, and he seems to be very athletic, composed. But they are run-centric, 299 yards per game, one of the top numbers in the country, led by Khalil Juice Herbert, who rushed for 187 against BC last year on only 11 carries when he was at Kansas. So what do you have to do to slow that unit down? Well, we gotta we got to continue to do what we've been doing and, and get people around the ball. Uh, but certainly we have to stop the run this week. 21's a great player. They're lying. They're big and long. They all average over 300 pounds. Um, you know, so that would be a challenge up front. They're definitely bigger than we are. But it all starts at 21. I mean, he is a lot faster than people give him credit for. He's big, he's thick, he's hard to bring down. He can catch the ball to the backfield. I mean, you see his speed returning kicks. He's a dynamic player. Um, truthfully, he's probably one of the more underrated players, I think, in college football. Um, and I think he's going to be a name that, you know, you're going to see in the NFL for a long time because he definitely has the traits of an NFL back. Uh, so we have to stop. We have to stop the run. I mean, like yeah. you said, 300 rushing yards a game, which I don't think I've ever coached against. 43 points a game, so they're extremely efficient on offense. Obviously, I know more about the offense than the defense, just because I spend all day watching their offense as a defensive coach. They're going to play number two, like you said, at quarterback. I believe he's probably the most balanced out of the other because they play two, three, and four. You know, all can run the ball. Some like to run more than the other. He's a good balance between the both of them. Strong arm. You can see him make the field to the. You can see him make the throw from hash to the field. You can throw the deep ball to the field, the boundary throw, the comeback uh, sideline to sideline. And then at the same time, you're going to see him run the ball. We have to make him play quarterback. Uh, we can't. We, we've been doing. We haven't been doing a good enough job of keeping quarterbacks in the pocket. We need to do that. And we did it towards the end of last game with Pickett. But we need to continue to do that. But certainly a game where we got to get a lot of guys around the ball. We got to be physical. We have to know what we're doing so we can play as fast as we can. Um, wide receivers, 11 and 83, are really good players, um, as good as the guys we played. And I think the other key to this team that it really probably doesn't get talked about is their tight end number 82. Um, yep. You want to talk about a dynamic athlete who can line up at wide receiver, line up in the tight end position, block, um, runs routes, basically plays wide receiver when he's out there. So you're going to see they're going to come out in various personnel groupings to get us mismatched that we're going to have to continue to track and follow and try to stay ahead of. But he's done, Coach Fuente's done a really, really good job of loading up on the offense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been interesting to watch from afar what they're, you know, they've had some issues, though, in the transfer portal. A lot of guys have left the program. And I read one anonymous coach in the offseason said, you know, everyone's questioning what's going on in Blacksburg used to be one of the top jobs in the country. Is it still maybe? Uh, doesn't look like that way at this point. So do you look at that? I know you, you get th other things to worry about, but do you, do you notice those type of things? No, truthfully, you're the first one I'm hearing that from. Um, 
to me it's Virginia Tech. We're going to Virginia Tech. I've never been there before. Uh, it's a program that I've you know watched from afar for years and years with Coach Beamer, and I mean it defined college football for so long. Playing it the right way, it's a town that loves football. So I'm excited to get there, whether there's 90,000 or 1,000 people at the game. Um, but I, I think it is a great job. And, you know, I think he's gotten the two transfers from to play running back for him, so he's brought some guys in. So I, I really hadn't heard that before. Yeah, no, it's got a little, little interesting development there. But they're certainly very talented. There's no doubt about that. And when, what do you look at now through four games, Coach? A 3-1 and one could easily be 4-0. and oh. What are your biggest surprises, maybe some of your biggest disappointments, your biggest positives, et cetera? Well, I think the biggest thing is um, we've gotten better every week. We have. Um, and I know there's plays that, you know, we give up or it doesn't look like that, but, but we have gotten better. We're becoming a better football team. And, and that's the, the most important thing to me is that by the end of this season, our goal is to play our best game in the last game of the season. And the way our kids push through practice and the way they prepare because you know, they're, they're banged up. They, this probably was our best Tuesday and Wednesday practice we had all year. And it just shows the resiliency of these kids. Um, you know, not, not disappointed in anything right now other than some of the penalties and some of the, you know, the self-inflicted things that, you know, it's my job, truthfully, to clean up. And, and, and we will. Uh, because if we're, if we're going to win, we can't just rely on that last second, last play. Um, we got to put it together for all four quarters. And... You know, I'll give you an example on defense. On defense, you play, hopefully you don't play 90 plays, but you play 70 plays and you play 65 of them or 60 of them or 55 of them so well and everybody does their job. And there's just that one play here or one play there where we just got to put it all together now. And I think we can be, we can really have some good success. I think very encouraging, though, that you're a fourth quarter team. It looks like you're fresher than other teams. Uh, you've, you've noticed that. Do you know why that is? Yeah, I think, you know, just, just, again, looking at it from a defensive standpoint, just because I'm there so much more, we play a lot of guys. Um, and I noticed it the last two weeks. We, we rotate guys in at just about every single position, maybe not linebacker, but the D-line, the DBs, coaches are rotating guys in, does an incredible job. Vince, I don't even know how he does it. I mean, every time I look over, there's four guys in and four guys out. Where what I'm starting to see is in the fourth quarter, you look over and the old linemen are cramping up and they're starting to go backward. And I give credit to those guys for keeping their players fresh for multiple reasons. One, it gives more guys on our team a role and it keeps more guys happy and into it. And two, we're going to develop some pretty good experience with all the guys who are playing. So it's going to build a strong foundation for the future as well. That speaks volumes about your coaching staff and how effective they've been. Our keys to the game are brought to you by McGovern Auto Group, owned by Matt McGovern, BC class of 1992. McGovern Auto Group, the fastest growing group in the Boston area. Visit one of their 14 locations today or at McGovernAuto.com. All right, Coach, what do you have come Saturday night in Blacksburg? Yeah, I mean, to keep it simple and, and, and kind of like I said, we've got to take care of the ball on offense. Um, I don't think we did a good enough job last week of taking care of the football. Um, you know, we, we almost had three takeaways. Two of them got reviewed and went in our corner but we can't turn the ball over. And then opposite of that, we need to do a better job of taking the ball away. I know we got another turnover. I know we're plus eight or whatever we are in the season, but I want to see that mentality of taking the ball away again, especially with how many times they're going to run the football. Uh, I think the time of possession, this one's going to be big. Uh, we have to get off the field and our offense has to get first downs and continue to move the ball forward. I think those are going to be huge uh, offensively, Got to score in the red zone. We have to score in the red zone. Uh, Going to be huge. And defense, I mean, it's pretty simple to see. 300 yards a game rushing. So you got to try to make them play left-handed and throw the ball against us. And, um, you know, continue to prepare. And then, like I told you, John, get to Saturday, get to that dark place, man, and let it rip. <laughs> yes, you will get to that dark place. It will be dark, literally, 8 o'clock start. Uh, how do you manage that? What, first of all, what did you learn from the Duke road trip? We have some things to carry over, and how do you manage it in the hotel with a late start? Well, it's different than the Duke game, just because we, now we have all Saturday leading up to the game. So right. I actually brought home a couple copies of schedules tonight just to look through, and you know, I made some calls and try to see what fits best to 
you know, make that day go by in a nice way where we're resting a little bit, working a little bit, preparing a little bit, taking care of our bodies, resting, so we're ready to play at 8 o'clock. Um, so definitely a little bit different, our second road trip. Just excited to get out there and spend time with the team. Um, it's always fun Friday night in a hotel and then have all day Saturday with these guys. It'll be, it'll be a nice time out there and, and then get ready to go play ball. There's going to be a thousand people in the stands. That's, the, that's what they're allowing. So that's sixty-five thousand shy of capacity. Um, are you a Metallica fan? I do. I'm, I'm. I am a Metallica fan, and I've I've always enjoyed uh, Andrew Sandman, especially since I was a Mariano Rivera fan. <laughs> oh boy, of course. I'm a, Jersey, I'm a Jersey guy, right? So please, no one hold it against me. Or be disappointing. <laughs> I, I root for the Red Sox now, but growing up. When I get came out and Enter Sandman was coming on, I was all fired up. So it'll be a little bit different hearing it. Um, but you know what the neat part, John? This is my first game as a head coach, so I'm coaching with fans. Yes, I know. So that's gets the juices going even more, right? Yeah, I'm fired up. When we run out of that tunnel, there'll be a thousand people there yelling at us. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a little different situation come 2021 with that issue. But, well, good to know you like Metallica. You might not like it as much after uh, you hear it at Lane Stadium. But who knows, right? That's right. Absolutely. Hey, Coach, always a pleasure. Good luck. It's been a great watch the first four weeks. We really appreciate your time as always and uh, look forward to talking about another big victory. Thanks, John. I appreciate your time and uh, all your support, and I'll see you again next week. All right, travel safe. Jeff Halfley with the BC Football Show. Coming up, we will have Pete Cronin's keys to the game. The old linebacker joins me right here on Sports Radio 850 WEEI and the Learfield IMG College BC Football Network. Stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Jeff Smith with a point after Set the game in OT with a 58-yard field goal. Kick it from right to left into the Comab end zone. It is up, and it is no good. He missed it. The Eagles have won it. Wide right. Boston College wins the game. Are you kidding me? Eagles 31, Pitt 30. We have officially seen it all, folks. Alex Kessman, the hero, now to the GOAT. BC is 3-1 and one as they storm the field, as well they should. Eagles win in overtime, 31-30. Everybody should take a bow. Absolutely unbelievable. He missed it wide right. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, here again, John Meter-Perel. Oh, yeah, it was that type of exhilarating moment at the Heights on Saturday night. No doubt more to come. Welcome back to the BC Football Show. Pete Cronin was taking a bow. I was taking a bow. The entire team was taking a bow. Pete, that was one of those fun games that we'll always remember. Good to see you. Hope you and your family are healthy. How, how are things going? Oh, uh, we're on baby watch right now. Oh, good. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter is in labor. Right now? Yeah, as we speak. Oh, my yes. God. Congratulations. They, they won't let me in the delivery room, so there you go. So, so, <laughs> and guess what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think you'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Whoever, came up with the, hey, whoever came up with the idea that the husband should go in and watch this experience, it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. but Yes, it is. I, I, might have, I wouldn't feel bad if I missed it. Yeah. You, you do have a medical degree, but that's okay. No, <laughs> no, right. I, no, no. I know a lot of doctors. <laughs> You have you have a degree in special teams. Well, and, you uh, got that, yeah. Uh, well, I know you, you listened earlier when you talked to, when Coach Halfley talked about Grant Carlson, 
Uh, Mute, if you're listening, he's upset right now because we're going to talk punters flipping the field and helping BC win the game. Well, when every week we talk about keys to the game, and one of the things I always say about the, the kicking game, not special teams, is just do your job. And doing your job is operating on the pine. It's kicking a field goal within the quote-unquote prescribed range. Uh, it, the special teams is a different animal. You know, it's, it's about covering kicks and it's uh, about getting good returns. But Grant Carlson went above and beyond in creating the long field. He hit some bombs. And that put so much stress on the, on the opposition. He created the long field. And you know how I, how I am with my stats. Uh, yeah. the, the probability of scoring when you when you create the long field and the long field to me is anything inside the 25 yard line uh, the probability of scoring goes way down it puts it takes a lot of stress off your defense and to, to score you've got to be pretty good there aren't many teams that can that can put together 10 12 15 play drives mm-hmm. and get points they rely on big plays and you know the, the the explosives and so forth but when you back a team up that's big time and i think that that was a key ingredient to bc's win over the weekend it certainly was and he certainly is developing into a pro prospect i think at punter but overall pete we move ahead to virginia tech we won't be there we'll be zooming from Alumni Stadium. It's a fun place to call a game, fun place to watch a game. There will be a thousand people there. Nothing close to what the usual atmosphere is, but some weird things have happened in Blacksburg, haven't they? They certainly have, and I think it's very hard to handicap this this game as a result. Um, you know, we can start on let's start on offense. Okay, this is a run first, run second, quarterback run oriented offense, and you know they've got a tailback and. The fan base out there might remember this guy. His name is Khalil Herbert. Does anyone remember Kansas? I do. Last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. He, he had 11 carries, 187 yards, 17 yards per carry, one touchdown, and a long of 82. He ate the Boston College defense's lunch. Oh, he's at Virginia Tech now. Yep. <laughs> How did that happen? Okay, let's pay attention to that first. So you got to run first, run second offense, and you've got a, uh, an offense that's really geared towards quarterback run. You've got quarterbacks that are just running all over creation. And, and, and one of the keys of the game was, and, and, and Coach Halfley says, stop the run, and, I, and I'd be happy with slow it down because this is a prolific run offense. And when you begin to overplay the run, they are athletic enough that quarterback and receiver and tight end, I'm glad they brought up Mitchell's name, this, they are, they are going to take all that aggressive play and work to your disadvantage and try to get the ball behind you running RPOs and play action. So this is a big, this is a tall order for BC. Now, no, they, they've, they've stood the test over the past couple of weeks. And I think this is a tall order for them. They're matched up probably the best offense that they've faced all season. So uh, this is a big check, big test for BC. They're depleted in the secondary, including in the safeties. They've had uh, some COVID defections. They've had some NFL defections. Caleb Farley declaring for the draft, one of the top corners in the ACC. He hasn't played. Uh, so there's some issues there with the new coordinator, Justin Hamilton, but they're still going to bring the heat, aren't they? Well, I think you make a good point in, in, in identifying that the, there's a, in the secondary there's a couple of missing pieces last week. You, Divine Diablo, uh, Tyree Rogers, uh, Keonta Jenkins, and Byron Murray. All these guys are first-line players, all out because of COVID. And you know, then you add insult to injury, uh, you know, uh, Kamari Connor gets knocked out because of a, 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 a targeting penalty. So you take that secondary and you lose five, six guys who are critical to, to the function of your defense. And what they ended up doing, they, they played very basic. They played a kind of a, it's a four, four, two, five defense. And they played very basic and North Carolina just ripped them apart. They did it because those kids are all out. They had a they had a walk on nothing against walk ons but you had a you have a walk on what they what they would call a nickel covering a, a, an ACC top tier t- uh, wide receiver. Yeah, I mean North That's Carolina trouble. North Carolina lit them up and they just basically sat they played soft 
and north they turn into a track meet the trouble is uh virginia tech ran step for step or toe to toe with north carolina this is a dangerous offense and i don't know how many of these kids are going to be back that's the great question are they are they all back two back five one back none back who knows but i think that uh, this this is the they're an enigma for boston college right now so it's a big challenge for them so it, it becomes like the, the the priority then for boston college is going to be their ability to impose their offensive will on the virginia tech defense and the running game a week ago, uh, well, they couldn't stop the run. Virginia Tech couldn't stop the run against North Carolina for the reasons I explained earlier. If they have a similar situation, BC is going to get that running game in gear. Um, yep. On the other hand, on the other hand, they got to tr- they, they could possibly turn this thing into a grind, and it's a game to keep away. Can Boston College ball control and keep that Virginia Tech explosive offense off the field? If they're able to do it, we're going to probably have one of those photo finishes again. Oh, can you can you take it? That's the question, Pete. Unfortunately, we've got to run. We always need more time with you. We will get it on Saturday night, beginning at 7.30 with the pregame show on Sports Radio WEI 93.7 FM. Congratulations to you and Deb and the entire family. Good luck with the new arrival. We look forward to hearing more about that Saturday. Well, we're thinking about calling the baby meter. But... Um... <laughs> That was a brief thought, okay? Just a brief okay. thought. Okay. okay. John? No, meter. Maybe my, maybe my middle name, Mark. You know, you never know. You can't go wrong. Meter's strong. I like it. I like it. Pete, good luck. Have a great rest of the week. You too. Thanks buddy. very much. That's going to wrap it up for the BC Football Show. Thanks for all who made it possible, including our producer, Wolf Goki. Special thanks to Jason Baum and the entire BC staff. And, of course, the coach. Jeff Halfley. Join us again Saturday night, 7.30, our broadcast time, 8 o'clock, the kickoff from Blacksburg. The Eagles take on the number 23 Virginia Tech Pokies. That is all for now. Thanks for listening, everybody. For Jeff Halfley and Pete Cronin, I'm John Mita Perel. Have a great night and a great rest of the week. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.